Follow of Christ, then the Lord of God. 
God is the final authority. And so today I want to uh, begin by just looking at this and we we'll do more teaching and preaching. And uh, this morning that we believe that it's important that we understand uh, this gift that God gave the church. The first thing that we want to do is in the form of a question is about Holy Ghost for us today. Is the Holy Ghost for us today? Some believe that the Holy Spirit was sent to a particular time and a particular season uh, in the world, but it is no longer for us today. But let's look at the Word of God in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. It said, Then Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. And for the promise is unto you and your children and to all that are fearless. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. Peter comes and tells the people that, that this Jesus who you crucified has made a way of salvation and he has also given to you the gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so who is this gift available to today? In verse 39, it said it starts with you. It's unto you. Amen. At the day of Pentecost, it starts with you, and then it's to your children, the next generation, and then to your those that are flowers, and then as many as the Lord our God shall call. And so he tells us here that if you are a Christian, then you have access to this gift, right? Because the Bible says that we cannot come to God except the Spirit draws us. And so, if he has called us, if he were Christians today, it is because 
We responded to the call of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We have said yes to the Holy Spirit, and now the Holy Spirit has drawn us and we wish upon the day by the blood of Jesus Christ. And so therefore we are part of those who Peter talked about being a follower even as many as the Lord our God shall call. Amen. The good news is there's not just one gift, but everyone that qualifies gets the gift. Amen. Uh, you see, whenever uh, sometimes, whenever you are receiving a trophy, then you, only one person gets the trophy. But the gift is available to everyone. And sometimes in Pentecostal circles we have taken the gift of the Holy Spirit and treated it more like a trophy instead of the gift that it really is. But I want you to know today that everyone has this opportunity to receive the gift that qualifies. What qualifies you? That you must be born again. Amen? And if you are born again, then you are qualified to receive this precious gift of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do you receive the gift when you are saved? And I accept because some people say that when you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So let's see what the Word of God says in Acts 19. Verse number one, and he said, And they came to pass that while Apollos was a correct Paul having passed through the upper coast of uh, Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? And they said unto him, We not so much as heard whether there be any Holy Ghost. And he said to them, Unto what then were you baptized? And they said, Unto John's baptism. Then Paul said, John, finally baptized 
with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and when Paul had laid his hands on them, the Holy Ghost came on them, and they spake with tongues and prophesied. So Paul is going to Ephesus here, and he finds disciples, right? And so if they are disciples, they are already followers of Jesus. They, they are following after him, they are doing what he is doing, they are living the life uh, of Christian. Amen. They have already been saved to be disciples of Jesus, but they have not heard the good news about the gift of the Holy Spirit that had been sent to the believers. And so when we look here, we see that it would be a shame for us to be living up under a bridge if we did not know that someone had died and left the house to us, right? It would be a horrible thing for us to be uh, not being able to live in a home, not knowing that there had already in our inheritance, we received a house and we were living upon a bridge. But you see, that's what Jesus did. He died for our salvation and gave us a more abundant life that the Holy Spirit could come and live on the inside of every one of us. Glory to God. Jesus could only be in one place at one time because he chose to take on the form of flesh, mankind, but the Holy Spirit has come, amen, that he may dwell in all places at the same time and dwell in a God within us, glory to God. Amen. And so the Holy Spirit comes and lives on the inside of us, but these people in Ephesus, even though they have believed and accepted uh, the 
Over them else did not receive that kind of healing. Over them else was not delivered that day. But this woman got a hold of the principle she believed of somehow in her spirit she got a hold of it. And she said that Jesus is a healer, and when I touch him, I'm going to receive healing into my body. Amen. This was what was happening here at Ephesus in Samaria, with the people even though the Holy Spirit was a Therapy for them, they did not know that it was a therapy, and so therefore they could not receive. They knew that salvation was a therapy. They knew that healing was a therapy. They knew that the power of God was greater than the power of the enemy to cast out the demonic spirits, but they did not know that the Holy Spirit had come to dwell inside of them. Praise God. If you don't know about healing, you can't receive healing. If you don't know about the baptism of the Holy Spirit, you can't receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And so, here in verse 14, the same chapter in verse 8, it says, Now in the apostles, which were at Jerusalem, heard that the Samaritan had received the word of God, they went to them, Peter and John, who when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost, for as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus, and verse 17, and they laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. People are saved, but not saved. This, this text shows us that People that once they are saved must also receive 
saying you've got to keep this thing balanced and there is a place for the spirit to operate but he says Mike the gift that God has given me is so that I can pray and I can worship in my time with God so that I can flow and I can pray when I come to the end of myself when I don't know how to worship God when my words are limited I can praise him and give him thanks for who he is through the spirit right so that the, the, that God will receive glory and honor in my time of worship and prayer with him when there's nobody around to impress. Amen. How to receive this Holy Spirit. You have to realize the Holy Spirit is a gift that has already been given and that you must receive it. The Holy Spirit is a gift and not a reward. He said here in verse chapter Acts 10 and verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Spirit fell on them that heard the words. And then uh, they of the circumcision which believed were astonished. And as many came to Peter, because that on the Gentiles also he poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. And said, then said Peter, can any man forbid water that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost? As well as we. Amen. First of all, you have to receive the gift by faith. You have to receive the gift by faith. Just as you receive the gift of salvation, just as you receive the gift of healing, you have to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit by faith. Amen. And then he tells us in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 3. Are you, are you so foolish, having begun in the spirit, that you, now you made perfect by the flesh? Have you suffered so many things in vain? If it be yet in vain, he therefore that uh, ministereth in, to you in the spirit and worketh miracles among you, doeth it by the work of the law or by hearing of faith. Even as Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. In other words, he reminds this Galatian church that you started by faith and now you're trying to fulfill it in the flesh or out of works. This is a faith walk, amen, that we are on. And we receive salvation by faith, we receive healing by faith, and we must receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit by faith, right? There's two in Acts chapter 2, there's two phases to receiving the Holy Spirit. Number one is this. First, you have to receive by faith. He says in verse 4, And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. The first thing that we have to do is receive by faith. We've got to begin to uh, say, Father God, I receive this precious gift that you have given to me. And then by faith, we begin as God gives us the utterance, we begin to speak it. Because second, the Bible says, and they spake with the tongues as the spirit gives them the utterance. As the spirit gives them the utterance uh, means that God gave them the words, but they spoke it. The Holy Spirit doesn't speak in tongues. People do. Are you with me? This is how the Holy Spirit works. As God gives us the utterance, we begin to speak the words. 
that he gives us by faith. And as we speak them by faith, the Holy Spirit takes our, our, our life and begins to flow through us. But it isn't something, he don't grab our tongue, he don't, you know, he don't make us speak, he don't, we don't get into some kind of, uh, of uh, little place and all of a sudden he overtakes us and consume and we don't have nothing to do with it. If we are to receive the Holy Spirit, we've got to partner with the Holy Spirit. And whenever he comes upon us, then we begin to speak the words that he gives us, even when it don't make sense to our own mind. If it made sense to us, then it's not God. Come on. If it makes sense to us, then it's not the Holy Spirit. But it's a level in a dimension that is greater than what we are, that the Holy Spirit is taking us to, that we may be able to receive this precious gift. And now it's not the flesh, but it's the spirit man that comes alive and begins to flow out of us. And so this is how uh, speaking in tongues works. He flows through you and gives you the words and you speak them. The Holy Spirit does not speak in tongues, you do. You can't speak two languages at the same time. You must stop speaking English and you must begin to speak the heavenly language that God gives you. The scripture shares with us and speaks to us about the Holy Spirit. He tells us how to receive the gift. And then he says, it's up to you to receive it. Amen. I've worked with interpreters and, and, and they can speak two languages. They can speak the English language and then they can speak their na- native language. But at some point they have to stop speaking the English and start speaking the native language so that the people there can hear and understand what's going on. And that's what the Holy Spirit does. As we stop speaking in our language, then the Holy Spirit begins to speak through us so that the spirit realm can be an influence, so that the Holy Spirit can work through us and heaven can be gained attention and we can draw heaven into the earth because of the gift of the Holy Spirit flowing through us. The point is that if you continue to insist on saying hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God, thank you, Jesus, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, you will never be able to flow in the gift of the Holy Spirit. You have to stop speaking your understanding in your mind and you have to say yes to the Spirit. I receive the gift of the Holy Spirit and allow the Holy Spirit to begin to use your voice And as you begin to speak it, lift up your voice and declare what the Spirit is saying through you. I hope that's the simplest message on the Holy Spirit you've ever heard. Because people have so complicated it that it's confusing. But how many know there ain't nothing confusing about a gift? If you go to the Christmas tree and the gift's got your name on it, that means it's yours. And you pick it up, you tear off the ribbon and you tear off the paper and you receive the gift. And that's the way the Holy Spirit is. It's not something complicated. You just come and you receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Praise God. 
And so we've got to break down these things and these barriers that people have put up and these man-made things that people have put into place. And today, the gift of the Holy Spirit is here. It is available to each and every one. If you have yet not received the gift of the Holy Spirit, I encourage you to receive it. It's the most precious gift, amen, that God has given to the church. Whenever I don't know how to pray as I should, the Holy Spirit will pray the will of the Father through me. I've been in difficult situations before and I begin, I don't, you know, come into some great theological concepts and and pray in some deep, profound prayer. I don't start out saying, Father God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, would you bend down over heaven's gate and speak to me today? No. And whenever I'm in trouble, I just allow the Holy Spirit to begin to flow through me and begin to pray the will of the Father because I know that He knows exactly what I need and He can be an ever-present help in the time of my trouble. Glory to God. And so I allow him to flow through me and minister because he knows the perfect will for my life. He will do what no one else can do for you. He'll always be there for you. Yes, he will. And I need him every hour. How about you? I need him every hour. I don't know how I would live without the Holy Spirit in a chaotic world, in a a culture that is so crazy today and psychic, uh, crazy. Uh, you, you need the Holy Spirit in your life just to lead you and guide you and direct you and empower you and to live out the life that Christ wants you to live. Praise God. Stand with me today, please. Father, I want to thank you for this gift that you sent the church. I thank you for the...